This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Week 11 is in the books, except for the Chiefs and Eagles on Monday Night Football. I'm glad you're with me. My name is Dan McNeil, and you've chosen to listen to the Danny Mac Podcast, and I'm glad you did. Thank you for doing so. If you've not done it yet, please subscribe, and I'll remind you that you can actually watch these podcasts and interviews. It's uh, most interesting when there are two of us here uh, on YouTube, so that's a, a fun place to subscribe to it. You can watch uh, the facial reactions of Lomas Brown when I mentioned David Montgomery uh, or Gary Fensick when I talk about the 85 Bears, which is coming up very, very soon. You can watch them on YouTube, and thanks for giving me some time today. I know, Bears fans, you're having a tough day because you watch your team piss away a lead, a 12-point lead with four minutes and 15 seconds left to go in the game. And I do my best to keep my head down before I'm going to do a reaction show, whether it's right after the game or the following morning, the following afternoon. I don't want to hear what a million people are saying about the game before I get to it myself. However, I did take a peek today at social media and I found Largely what I expected to find, and I want to go over what the hand of the coaching staff was in yesterday's horrible loss to the Lions, 31-26, to the final at Ford Field as the Bears fall to 3-8 and on the season. And as second-year head coach, Matt Eberflus continues to find that first win against an NFC North opponent elusive. He cannot get his arms around it no matter how close he comes. 26-14, four minutes and change to go. Mm -mm, Not enough. I want to let you know you can get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. You can win 10 grand in bonus money. Bet 10 bucks in same game parlays with the squares icon to earn a square. When you're protecting a lead, whether it's with five minutes, seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, when you are protecting a two-score or a one-score lead, it is your responsibility to salt away the victory. You need to control the line of scrimmage and make a few first downs. Force the defense to expend all of its timeouts and chew up the clock. If you don't buy that you need to have a running game in this year's NFL, okay, just for the sake of conversation, I'll grant you that. It's it's easier to score points passing the football. You get it done quicker and more efficiently, less bodies get broken that way. But when you develop a lead and you need to just grind out that clock 
it becomes incumbent on you to run the football, and the Bears couldn't do it yesterday, and that's why they lost the game. It wasn't all on Luke Getze. I don't like the two inside runs he called. In uh, the, the two plays before, Fields had Tyler Scott, the rookie, wide open, running a nine route, and then Scott gave up on the ball and slows down and maybe he catches that. Maybe that gives the bears another touchdown or certainly it moves the chains, but those two runs were not, were not inspirational. I got no problem with running the ball, run it to advance the chains and run it with your best running back. And yesterday, the best player on the field at any position was Justin Fields. As a running back yesterday, he was exceptional. He changed the game early. That first drive when the Bears went right down the field to take a 7-0 lead, he was composed as a passer, and he was slick as a runner when they have second and long on the very first series of the game when he makes that nice, silky 11-yard run, and he knows when to get down. And he he was terrific. That is what you want him to do. Now, I know the Bears don't want him to run the ball 18 times. And you probably don't either. That's a little bit risky. But that's what they did to win the game yesterday. Deontay Foreman, who's really been their best running back this year, has not did not look healthy. Uh, he came off last week. He came off the field again yesterday. And Khalil Herbert doesn't look quite ready to go. So they needed Justin Fields to run the ball yesterday, and he did that, and he passed the ball pretty well. Also, I I thought, except for the last play, the Aiden Hutchinson, hey, there it is, finally a sack. The guy gets enough camera time. You'd think he was Miles Garrett, the way they show his mug on Sunday afternoons. But that was the only play where Fields really didn't have great pocket presence. I thought he threw the ball pretty well yesterday. That ball he dropped into DJ Moore. Oh man, was that a sweetie. That was perfect. And he he stepped into the throw and just drilled it, just really pushed off on that throw. Got everything on it and caught more right in stride. That was a beautiful thing. That was a really, really good thing. Uh, the negative side of it from field standpoint, they had a couple of delayed game penalties and almost out of th- third. Uh, just not being able to understand the play clock three years into starting, it, it just it amazes me. I, I don't know why he doesn't – either they don't get him the play quickly enough or he doesn't get communicated and get the huddle broken and get everybody up to the line of scrimmage in time. But that has been a problem since he took the job several years ago, they don't have a good sense of the play clock. They get caught in in those penalties. And Darnell Wright had a pretty good game yesterday, but he had just enough, just a couple of penalties to make himself noticeable at the most inopportune times. We've talked about takeaways being everything in this game in 2023. They are. And there are times when you do it like yesterday and you get four takeaways, three interceptions of Jared Goff, uh, one of them by Tyreek Stevenson. And I want to talk about him in a second, the rookie out of Miami. He also forced a fumble on a kick return 
when Craig Reynolds coughed it up. So the Bears had four takeaways yesterday and still can't win the game. Montez Sweat has his first sack as a Bear early in the fourth quarter. And, uh, boy, he'd have a bunch of them if nobody blocked him. The right tackle blocked down, and Sweat was kind of surprised. Hey, all right, I'll go throw Jared Goff down. Jared Goff was not on yesterday at all. He was off yesterday. And the Bears took advantage of it. You had Tremaine Edmonds with a pick. Um, T.J. Edwards had a pick. I mentioned Stevenson getting his first of the year. And he has had some bumps along the way. You're going to have those when you're a first-year corner, especially all of the injuries from the veterans who weren't available to help him this year, including Eddie Jackson, who still tackles way too high, by the way. Uh, he He had a big hit yesterday early, but he also has some hand tackles. And that's part of why the Bears lost the game when Detroit moved the ball down the field on their last two possessions to get the go-ahead touchdown and then David Montgomery to add insult to injury to ice it. But the Bears didn't tackle well. Detroit was just throwing the ball into the middle of the field and they were breaking tackles or they were running. Gibbs was running. He had a nice long first down uh, rush when you thought the Lions were going to be ready, 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 and just slinging it down the field. They worked the center of the field, and the Bears didn't make good tackles. Edmonds missed terribly on Jameer Gibbs. I I, I talked glowingly last week, as anybody who watched the game would have, about Kyler Gordon. He was not particularly crisp as a tackler. Sunday at Ford Field. Neither was Eddie Jackson. You can't be giving up those extra five, six, seven-yard hunks when field goals will tie the game or you'll, you know, you lose. Their backs were against the wall and they didn't answer the bell defensively. They were criticized, I saw, for you know, not only being conservative offensively by running the ball, and again, I'm okay with that, run Justin Fields with it. He's your best runner yesterday. But they they also were criticized for not dialing up any additional pressures. There were there was one or two blitzes on those final golf drives. Goff got it done. Goff is very composed. This is not a slouch who ripped up the Bears' defense. It's a guy who's put some skins on a wall, on the wall and is one of the best passers in the league this year again. He had a horrible game. That's the worst game I've seen him play maybe in a Lions uniform. He might have had worse games. I don't see all of the Lions games, but this year he hasn't played that shittily, if I can borrow uh, an adverb from Steve Corral in the big short, shittily. Who else treats its customers that shittily? <sighs> On the special teams, the Bears created a turnover. That's good. Cairo Santos is money. The punter had one net of 24 yards early in the game. Gil, I've I, not been his biggest fan, but that is so far down the line the least of their concerns. The Bears had the freaking ball for 40 minutes yesterday. 
won the turnover battle by three and lost. They had a 12-point lead with four minutes and 15 seconds to go in the game, and they lost. It's, It's on the defense for not tackling well. It's on the offensive line for not salting away the victory. It's on the offensive coordinator for choosing back-to-back really dull runs when they needed to move the sticks before the uh, Tyler Scott brain fart when he quit running what might have been an icing touchdown. The Bears ran the ball well, man. That That's one of the best run defenses in the NFL. The Lions came in averaging 3.7 yards allowed per rush, one of the best in the league, and the Bears kicked their ass at the point of attack. They played well against the Lions' front seven. They had the ball for 40 minutes. Much of it Justin Fields. Rather see the running backs chewing up a lot of that, but that's what Fields is great at. And he made some great throws yesterday. And are we looking at his last games? I, You know, as good as he has been in some of these games in recent weeks, it's not enough for me. I want the Bears to go in another direction with the head coach and with the quarterback. If Ryan Poles, the general manager, is given another year, I'm I'm fine with that. I think he had a much larger job to do than the head coach Eberflus did. However, one of the huge flies in the ointment on Ryan Poles' record is this selection of Eberflus as the head coach. I have a tough time getting past that. I remind myself George McCaskey and Ted Phillips still put their fingerprints on this. And I I heard Ed Obradovich on WGN Radio for about 30 seconds yesterday, maybe 45 minutes or so after the Lions put the Bears away, 31 to 26, bitching about ownership. <laughs> and it's funny that these are the same same hosts, same angles that have been prevalent in sports radio since the score the first sports station was launched in 92 same battle cries our ownership sucks we don't have a pass rusher when are we going to develop a first round tackle who's going to be great like Jimbo Covert was once upon a time these are the questions that continue to remain unanswered oh and the other one when's our franchise quarterback coming boy the more Caleb Johnson plays, the more his stock drops, it seems. I don't know who the best guy is in college football. I don't know. I don't watch enough of it. But I, I've seen enough of, of Fields, even though I'm not putting it on him for yesterday. Not putting it on Justin Fields for yesterday. In defense that didn't finish the game. You had a rookie wide receiver give up on a route. You had an offensive line that did a nice job much of the day and was out of gas and couldn't knock the Lions off the line of scrimmage when you're trying to salt away a victory. Bears went into yesterday, I think, the fifth best rushing team in the NFL. Do it when you need to do it most, man. That's where they lost the game yesterday. I'm not nuts about the runs that were called. 
but you gotta freaking knock the guy around. And Cody Whitehair, nice knowing you. Thanks for your service. The Bears benched him yesterday. <laughs> Musical Bears up front offensively. Thank you for listening to the Danny Mac podcast. I want to wish you, wish you a very pleasant Thanksgiving. Um, I am very grateful for so many things, family and friends, most of all, but also for these opportunities I get at Bet Rivers to do these podcasts. And I thank Adam Delavitt for giving me these chances. He's the big boss man at the Bet Rivers Podcast Network, my former executive producer back in the Mac Yurko and Harry days. As Adam likes to say, the heyday of my career. Sam Michael is my executive producer, thanking Randy Merkin and uh, Alex Pastor and Troy Mocker for everything they do. Talk to you very, very soon. Don't forget, Bears and Vikings are next up. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.